everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I interview and chat with small business owners from around the world. Now, if you can hear my dog eating in the background, that's just Ollie eating his dinner. <laughs> can ignore that for now. Um, but on today's episode, we have Erica, the founder and owner of Nutty for Bread. Now, Erica sells homemade sweetbreads and other baked goods like cake pops, cakes, cookies. You can see them all on her Instagram and how delicious they all look. Now, during this episode, we discuss her plans for the future for Nutty for Bread, how she creates and tests recipes, and her favorite items to make. Now, before we hear from Erica, as always, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify. Just helps get our name out there and helps others discover the small businesses that we feature on the podcast. You can also follow us on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now let's hear from Erica. Erica, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. Um, well, we'll get into the specifics here in a bit, but at first, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about Nutty for Bread, you know, the mission of the business, kind of why it exists, and then we can go from there. Okay, perfect. Uh, my name's Erica Gomez. I am the uh, founder and owner of Nutty for Bread. I'm a mom of two. I have a 20-year-old son and a five-year-old son. Um, I do work full-time in a corporate office, and then I also, you know, have my full-time business with the bakery. Excellent. Pretty, yeah, pretty no, that, that sounds <laughs> awesome. And how long ago did Nutty for Bread start? So I started it up in 2014. It was just seasonal. And then eventually, you know, I, I did let some time go by where I did stop. Um, and it wasn't until uh, 2022, the end of 2022, that I decided to pick things back up full time. Wow. So a long time. You've, it's been, you know, going, whether it was on pause for a little bit or in the background, but a long time. That's awesome. I always love to know where this started from. So was baking these breads a passion? Was it a hobby? Like, how did it turn from maybe something you were doing on the side to a business? So I always had uh, the passion for baking. Uh, growing up, I would go to my aunt's house um, over the weekends, and we would always end up baking something, cookies, brownies, cupcakes, things like that. And then from there, I started baking on my own. As I got older, of course, I just started to really fall in love with it. Um, my father, when I was younger, he uh, did have a business of his own. So I thought that was very interesting. And I, I guess I kind of kept that always in the back of my mind that I wanted to open up my own business. You know, when I got into high school, I actually did want to become a pastry chef, hmm. but th that didn't work uh, back then. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, life mm -hmm. took its own course. Yeah. But it wasn't until, you know, 2014 that I decided to, to start it up again. I had this obsession with banana nut bread growing up. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much how it all started. 
And basically the mission for Nutty for Bread is I like to make things fresh, baked goods uh, from scratch with fresh ingredients, fresh fruit and quality ingredients. You know, you may not have become, you know, a pastry chef in the official capacity, but you're certainly Mm -hmm. a really successful baker, right? Like you said, you took your own path and kind of dealt with what, what life gave you and made it your own. I think that's really inspiring. Yes, definitely. Can you give our audience an idea of some of the different types of bakes that you sell? Um, You know, maybe someone who hasn't visited your Instagram or your website yet. What kind of food do you bake and sell? Sure. So the main product that I started out with and it's one of my big sellers are, of course, my sweet breads. So I make anything from banana bread, blueberry breads, you know, of, of mango bread, things like that. Um, I also do sell cookies. I do cake pops, uh, custom orders. I do bundt cakes, brownies, scones, and other baked goods. That all sounds really delicious. And are you able to um, ship within the United States? Like, what are your ranges of uh, shipping your products, just so our audience knows? So I do ship nationwide. Was that hard to do with food? I know food can be very tricky. Like, I know that's an accomplishment. How was getting that up and running? In the beginning, I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, what things I needed for it. I did have uh, some friends that are, were in the food industry that did tell me, okay, this is what you're going to need to buy. So I, I was told I needed to buy a heat sealer. So I do package all the baked goods and then I heat seal it. So that way it stays nice and fresh by the time it gets to your home. Mm-hmm. Um, while it's being shipped. I know that's impressive. Just speaking to other business owners who handle food, that can be that can be tricky, right? Like some unexpected uh, bump, <laughs> bumps in there, but that's awesome. I'm really yes. glad you figured it out. How do you come up with your recipes? You know, with people who sell um, baked goods and, and food, did you have a recipe that you followed at first? Is it all from scratch? Like what's what's some of that behind the scenes that you can tell us about? So growing up, I did keep a a bunch of recipes that um, I, you know, loved that I enjoyed to bake. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, I would take those recipes and tweak it as my own. I would add a different ingredient or, you know, switch things up. I just needed like the base model of the recipe. And then from there, I experimenting here and there, Mm -hmm. you start creating things. That's impressive, though, because I know how hard, you know, when I I like to bake, but it's certainly from a very well-written recipe. It is not Uh from my own brain. (laughs) So that's really awesome. That's impressive. Uh, That's not easy to do. Um, And is it usually just you in the kitchen? Do you have a team? Do you have some taste testers who maybe are your family and friends? Like, who is there to support you throughout this? Um, So it is just me uh, doing everything. The Mm -hmm. baking, the marketing, the testing, Um, I do give to my sons or, you know, other family members for them to test it out, see if they like it. Um, And then I go from there if I decide to add it to the menu. That's a lot to do. And how is that with, you know, kind of balancing or also having your corporate job? You know, I personally have a corporate job as well, and that can get very overwhelming. And then adding on fulfilling orders and creating new recipes, doing social media for Nutty for Bread. Any mm-hmm. advice there you have for folks who might be balancing, you know, that full-time job and their their own business as well? 
I would say organization, um, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much without it, you're going to fail. Um, so what I try to do is when I'm at my, when I'm working at my corporate job, I solely stick to, to doing that. Granted it is working from home as well, but I do wait until I'm off the clock with that job to start completing my orders for nutty for bread. I like that advice because I think sometimes folks say, or just what I've heard on other, other podcasts and other folks online saying, you know, oh, you have five minutes in between sending an email, do something for your business. Like they say to multitask, but I like your perspective because it's, I, as humans, we really can't multitask that well, right? Like our brains no. just can't. So I, I like how you're saying, focus on the one. Okay. You're off the clock for that. Now you can move on to, to the next thing. I think that's refreshing to hear. And because we just live in that, you know, that hustle culture, you have to do something every minute of the day. And exactly. um, I like that perspective that you have and there. I think the, the other good thing, you know, with um, social media, we have all these mm -hmm. wonderful apps where we mm -hmm. can pre-program what we want to post and then it'll post on the time that you tell it to. So right. it's like you're being able to work both, but you really uh, don't have to worry about one as much as you have to be, you know, solely focused in the other. I need to take that piece of advice for sure, <laughs> because I always forget that uh, it's such a rookie mistake, but like even on Instagram that you can schedule the posts, like you're saying, I need to remember that. Thank you for reminding me. Cause that means I can, you know, do my post when I'm laying in bed at 10 PM, but have it post tomorrow at three. And uh, that's a good, exactly. that's a good reminder. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Awesome. With Nutty for Bread, did you have any experience with running a business prior to starting it? Sounds like you had some inspiration from your dad when you were younger, or did you just jump into it when once you kind of had the idea to start selling your baked goods? So in 2014, when I started it up seasonally, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and then from there, uh, a network marketing company, I decided to dabble into that. So I would say, yes, that was kind of like my first business mm -hmm. per se. And I kind of call it my business school uh, for those seven years that I did do it because it did help me develop into the person that I am today and develop those skills that I need towards having my own business. For others listening who might have their own business or are looking to start one, do you have that you know, kind of one thing you'd recommend, like, oh, make sure you pay attention to this or learn how to do this. Just reflecting on your own journey. Was there one thing that surprised you that you didn't realize you'd have to take on that you'd kind of not warn other people about, but give them, give them a heads up about? So I would say because I'm in the baking field, mm -hmm. um, in order to get noticed, you do have to go out and expose yourself. So I was never one to be out doing events. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until last year that I started getting started getting some messages asking if I wanted to be a vendor at this event or that event. And, you know, I said, yes, definitely, I will do it because I know I need the exposure in order to be able mm -hmm. to grow my business some more. So sometimes you have to go and do things that you're not comfortable with to be able to to proceed or succeed into growing your business. That, that's a good perspective. And I think it's that balanced with 
it's like physical presence in person, like you're mentioning doing events and then also pairing that with social media, right? Have you found um, social media tricky? And I'm, that's a leading question because I find it very tricky, but I'm, I'm curious how you feel about it. Just keeping up with posts and engagement. Yeah. What are, what are some of your, your thoughts around that? So with social media, when I was doing my network marketing business, it was based off of social media as well. Mm, so okay. I, I learned the, the tricks or the skills that you needed to, to do to be able to grow your business through there. Um, I would say the only thing that kept getting complicated was the change of the algorithm that, hmm. you know, Instagram always does. And you just, you, you think you're going, you're getting it down this way. And then all of a sudden it, it shifts and then you have to go and try to, you basically have to pivot to figure out how to do it all over again to, to be able to get noticed. Besides your reminder that you can schedule posts on Instagram, mm -hmm. which is very helpful for me. Any other tips or tricks you have that you can share about social media? Maybe, maybe just like your top one that, that you'd share with others. Be consistent in order to grow a following in order for anybody to take you seriously. You have to be consistent, whether it be posting, whether it be on the stories, and you have to constantly be engaging with people, creating conversations, like genuine conversation, conversations with them. So that way they get to know you and they get a feel of who you are. And then eventually, you know, they will become a customer of yours and, you know, start testing your products. Yeah, it really is all about consistency, isn't it? Like even mm -hmm. I notice when even if I just post, um, some stories like three days in a row, my engagement is so much higher than if I do it, you know, three times a week or, you know, just when I want to. So it's really, it's so true. And I think the algorithm favors consistency. Would, would you, mm -hmm. have you found that as well? It does. Um, and also if you do lives that actually brings your engagement uh, up more, yeah. I personally, uh, have not done a live yet. Uh, mm -hmm. That is something that I'm still very uncomfortable with. Sure. Um, but I know in the future, I, I will definitely be getting that in there. Yeah, that makes sense. You could do a live, like, bake this bread with me. That'd be cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that actually would be. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you gotten into uh, TikTok or Reels at all yet? I'm just curious. I've done Reels. Um, okay. No, I, I have not gone into TikTok yet. It's hard, isn't it? I have ideas for TikToks and Reels, but there's something about video that is just a lot trickier if you don't have experience mm -hmm. with it. I don't know. That, that's at least what I found. Yeah, it's the editing and, you know, you mm -hmm. have to be able to, to capture things that it will grab people's attention. Exactly. And to your point, the editing, right? It mm -hmm. is not as simple as just film this quick thing and post it. Like it is no, not no. that at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Granted, man. it doesn't have to be anything like professional. Right. Because I feel like the more you try to get professional, the less views you get on it. But the more mm -hmm. that, you know, you kind of keep it simple, you know, you get a lot more views, a lot more engagement off of that. For That's sure. what I've learned throughout, throughout yeah. doing it. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I agree completely. I, I can't imagine the amount of time it takes, like the, 
the more quote unquote professional videos you do see on reels and TikTok, like how much time that takes to edit. If you need to edit, you know, a, a more simple video, like, man, that must take forever. I, I have respect for the content creators on there. <laughs> yes. I do too. <laughs> awesome. Well, going back to your, to your baked goods, what's your favorite thing you've ever baked? Do you have a favorite item? The sweet breads are my mm -hmm. favorite, but other than that, I do like to bake uh, decadent desserts, things like eclairs, cream puffs, uh, Napoleons, things like that, because it is a little bit more complicated, but it's a lot of fun for me. And have, have you ever had something that you've tried and it's just been so hard or did not come out right? Or do you have like that one thing you're trying to perfect? Um, I'm just curious, like that that process before the final product what what that's like decorating when mm. it comes to de decorating like let's say cakes I get so frustrated because you know it has to come out perfect thankfully with the cake pops you know I've, I've started to develop my decorating skills a little bit more through that but at the beginning I was so frustrated I wanted to throw everything <laughs> <laughs> mash it all up and just yes. toss it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My husband yeah. has seen me frustrated a few times. He's like, I'm sure. breathe, just yeah. you know, take it easy. It's okay. And I'm like, no, no, yep. it's not okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's a good point because even if something tastes absolutely delicious, if you're wanting to add that decoration to it, that's a whole other beast. Like that's a yes, whole other skill set. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And I've had some breads. I go to bake them. And mm -hmm. they come out like in the middle and they just flopped in there. So obviously mm -hmm. I must have forgotten an ingredient or something. So I had to go back and redo it. So yeah. it's, nothing is perfect. You know, we have our moments. Do you manage all your orders like through your website mainly? Not really. No, it's more like okay. DMs. I get, oh, the, wow. I get more DMs than, um, than I have the, the order form online. Um, but I do get orders from there. That's interesting. And on that kind of ordering same point there, when you go to events like markets and whatnot, how do you predict how much to bake to bring? Because I can imagine that's a little tricky with food because anything you don't sell, you either yes. have to sell somewhere else or or toss. So how do you um, how do you try to predict that out accurately? So basically, it's the amount of hours that you're there for. And then mm. I do ask, you know, some of the vendors that are that have done it prior, you know, how much product is it that they they put out or that they bring? So that way I can get an idea as to what I want, you know, I want to bring to. I know my first event that I, I did, I made uh, 40 breads and I managed to sell 30 of them. So I had nice. 10 left okay. over. I had asked around if I have these extra breads, does anybody want to get them, stuff like that, or I'd post it on social media so that way I could sell the extras that oh, I have. That's a good idea, finding other ways to sell. Yeah, that makes sense. Pretty much you just have to go and you have to uh, do your homework, basically. Sure. <laughs> Ask sure. around, that way you can get an idea as to how much you want you need to bring. For sure. No, that makes mm -hmm. sense. And I, I like the point of asking previous vendors or people who've done it before how much they've kind of sold. That's a good idea to leverage that network. Mm -hmm. And looking to the future, where are you hoping to take Nutty for Bread? Do you have any you know, future milestones or goals you want to share with the audience? 
So currently I have filled out an application to be at a Sunday market in Safety Harbor, but I'm on the waiting list. I'm just sitting here waiting to be able to to do that. And then I would say in a year or two, I'd like to have a small storefront and then see how that goes. And if it does amazing, then I would like to build my own bakery, you know, from the ground up uh, somewhere near the water. I would say maybe five years down the line. That Mm -hmm. sounds really fun, though. And have you done any research or what are the things that you have to start thinking about in order to open a storefront? If you're going to buy land, you have to start looking where it is that you want to have your storefront and see what Mm -hmm. properties are available, the cost of that. Then you have to go get permits and survey. You have to get it surveyed and things like that. But if storefront, I mean, that one is just easy. You see what's available for rent. And if it's the size that you need, then you can put your offer in and and get that. Other things that you have to also look into is the cost of equipment. And that's pretty high for food businesses, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. I was looking into uh, commercial ovens (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, they're pretty pricey. Yeah. I can imagine, it sounds like that might be one of the not trickiest parts of scaling, but one of the biggest moments of scaling and expanding is opening that storefront because you need to put so much like money, time, energy into it up front to then, Mm -hmm. you know, see the return on it. So that's exciting though. I'm very looking, very much looking forward to continuing to follow your journey on that. Um, cause that's, that's a very exciting decision. Scary, but also very exciting. I'm sure. Oh yes. Very scary. When I was looking <laughs> for at those things, oh, my heart stopped. I was like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. okay, this is how much this costs. And this is what I have to do to do that. And I was like, wow, a lot of things do go into, to building up your own business, your own storefront. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, good luck. Please keep us updated. (laughs) Thank you. I definitely will. So it sounds like um, for yourself, you're pretty heads down on Nutty for Bread. Do you have any other business ideas in your brain or is it really let's take Nutty for Bread and continue to scale and expand? Uh, It's it's really all Nutty for Bread from here Mm -hmm. on out. You know, I eventually want to get out of my corporate job so I can be able to do more be out there more, uh, be at more um, events and things like that. But yeah, I definitely want to continue to pursue the Nutty for Bread business. And then maybe possibly in the future, we have family members that live in other countries. So I was thinking Mm -hmm. I had the idea of maybe opening one in a different country. Wow. Later down the road. Yeah. That would be really neat. Wow. Well, I'm very excited for these future goals and milestones. And like I said, just really looking forward to seeing it uh, blossom on on Instagram and whatnot. Um, Erica, my last question for all my guests is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And it's really just the first thing that pops into your mind. Maybe it's related to Nutty for Bread. Maybe it's not. But what's that that first thing that pops into your head when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is so far? My proudest accomplishment would be being able to manage everything Mm -hmm. just by myself, you know, uh, running a household, running nutty for bread, doing, doing, having my um, nine to five job and, you know, all the other things that we have to tackle on daily life. I would say that 
every day is my proudest moment. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love yes. that so much. What a way to end your episode. I really like that. Excellent. Well, Erica, before we sign off, where can people find you and Nutty for Bread? Shout out, you know, website, social medias. Uh, let us know where we can find you. So my website, it's www.nuttyforbread.com. And then my Instagram page is N-U-T-T-Y, the number four, B-R-E-A-D. Excellent. Well, I hope everyone checks you out. And again, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. This is really fun. Uh, thank you so much for having me.